Welcome back, church family, to this episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we're going to be discussing what do I do when my challenges overwhelm my capacities. And for this conversation, we've got Bill Horn. Welcome back. Glad you're here again. Thanks. Glad to be back. And then we've got a new guest for The Deeper Podcast, at least. We've got mm-hmm. Liam, Liam yeah. Weingartner. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be on the on the show. So you're a host <laughs> of the another podcast yes. fellowship. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So I host uh, with Sean Leary, the Awake Men's Podcast. And something that we do every month is a way to, to help guys dig a little bit deeper into a variety of different topics. This year, we're covering uh, God's calling on our life as men in a variety of different spheres relationships. And so we release that the first of every month and invite guys to get together with a group and to process through those things and share life. So it's a, it's a great time. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a man watching or listening to this episode, check out the Awake podcast. Yeah. The new one will launch soon. Yeah. March 1st. Yeah, March 1st. We, uh, yeah. It's leap year. So I have an extra day yeah, of right? this month. This recording is actually <laughs> on February 29th. Yeah. So this is, that's nice. So. Um, let's see. So then Liam is my backup host for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be out the next couple weeks for different things. So you're going to be taking over. Hopefully mm-hmm. you'll give up control when I get back. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. We'll relinquish. See. Yeah. We'll the see. Reins. Once you put me in the main chair, I don't know if I can give it up. <laughs> this is what we feared, Bill. All along. Yeah. <laughs> Power hungry. It's the takeover. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking of fears, let's talk about... I mean, he is a little bit like Anakin. I mean, just, you know, just... He's got a little bit of that. I'm going to get like that long Padawan braid (laughs) hanging down like a rat tail. If you're not a Star Wars fan, none of this is going to make sense to you. You're going to be like, what are they talking about? Maybe we should pull Darth Vader out of the corner. That's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. In our studio, we have Darth Darth Vader over there. We've got Braveheart. It's always watching us. Yeah. Okay. So let's turn the corner to this uh, week. We're talking about, uh, we're in week three of our series titled Follow Me, Mark chapter four, verses 35 through 41, Jesus calming the storm. And in this, uh, in the message this weekend, it's going to be just talking about that question question that I talked about at the beginning. What do we do when our challenges overwhelm our capacities and we can move to fear where we might feel overwhelmed, disconnected from, from Jesus, even from others in community, we might feel controlled, or we might take this as an opportunity to have an invitation to faith where we're dependent on Christ, where we're connected with God, his word, other people, and where we're, we are available to what he is inviting us into. So let me just begin that question um, for each of us here. You know, what, what do we do? What's kind of our tendencies when we experience those challenges, when we feel overwhelmed and feel like, man, what I have is not enough for this reality, for this situation that I'm navigating through. So what, what is, what is kind of your guys' go-to? And I know it's obviously probably going to be some of both. Sometimes it's going to be a tendency towards fear because there are mm-hmm. things that we are afraid of and things we should be afraid mm-hmm. of. And then um, sometimes we move, are take as an invitation into faith. So what does that look like for you guys? You want like what I do in my flesh or Man. the better way of responding? I, I would right now this question. Why don't you go with like what's your your go to? Like okay. what's your natural response? Um, I would say it's very mixed. Uh, there is probably when I when I face challenges, overwhelm, and there's something that just seems kind of insurmountable in front of me. I kind of have. Uh, a response to really just throw up a quick prayer to the Lord, like, this is too much for me, please help me. And to be honest with you, I don't have a long 
patience window for that prayer to be answered. And so if it doesn't get answered... The clock's ticking. The clock's ticking, God, like, let's go <laughs> take care of this fear that I got coming of this overwhelm. But if that doesn't happen, I, I mean, to be 100% honest, my fleshly response is escapism mm-hmm. and trying to... Uh, pour myself into something else, whether, I mean, sometimes it's reading a fiction book, sometimes it's watching TV or a movie. So I don't have to think about what's going on in my world because when I'm quiet and still for long enough, then all of those thoughts and feelings come up. Um, And so I try to hide away or escape from those feelings by doing something else. So that's that's my natural response, what I would do without the help of the Lord, for sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think that's the thing I have to fight against mm-hmm. as well is, you know, wanting to escape and just kind of do something that's just fun, mm-hmm. take my mind off of the thing rather than go through it. Yeah. Um, so I think the the way that I have to battle that is, you know, one, going to the Lord. And a lot of times it's just uh, – I think we have a tendency – I don't know if this is a worldwide thing or a Western thing, but we, uh, I think we are reluctant to tell God when we're upset or bothered or frustrated with something and like going to him with it. Like, God, I'm not pleased with what's going on in my life right now. I don't understand what you're doing. Um, you know, just going straight to him rather than try to dance around it and just, I don't get it. This stinks. I wish you would do something different right now or, you know, make it clear why this is going on, uh, that kind of thing. So I think that's being honest with God. And I mean, that's kind of the the deal with the the disciples here. You know, they were like, do you not care that we're Mm -hmm. perishing? You know, Mm -hmm. like, do you not care about us? Uh, I think it's okay to be that honest Mm -hmm. with the Lord. He can handle it, you know? And so, uh, so I think that's one part of it. I think also I tend to be a, do it myself kind of Mm. guy, you know, like I want to fix it myself. I can figure this out, um, find a way, whatever. So I think when it does reach that point, usually it's because I've kind of reached the end of what I can figure out, uh, and solve myself. And so I do have to reach out to other people, which that's always just like, okay, I'm going to call somebody, (laughs) find some help or get some wisdom, you know? Uh, So uh, those are the kind of the two things that I think in the better way, you know, when I'm not escaping the way I battle that is just go straight, straight to the Lord with my frustration or my concern or my worry and just be like, Mm -hmm. here it is. And just lay it out, you know, just be brutally honest. I think that's, we just avoid that sometimes. And I think it's so healthy to just go straight to God and yeah. Yeah. If you're mad at him, just say it. If you're frustrated, if you're scared, whatever, just say it. He knows. (laughs) I think that question that the disciples ask in this story is, it's kind of the underlying question that I throw at him too. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you really cared about me, you would resolve the circumstances Mm -hmm. that are causing my overwhelm. Yeah. And it's, that's just not the right perspective. Right. And and that's why Jesus, when he gets up and in this situation, he does take care of their circumstances, situation causing their overwhelm. But his response to them is, where's your faith? <laughs> like, did you not trust me? Yeah, and I'm right even, here. <laughs> yeah, even if the situation doesn't get resolved, it's like, I've been here the whole time. And that's something I have to remember is like, yes, he cares, but his care doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to take care of it in that exact moment that right. I want it to be. Or remove or change it the way that we think right. it should be changed. Yeah. yeah. That the resolution has to look my way. That's yeah. not the that's not the answer. 
Yeah. Okay, so I would be the other end of the spectrum. You guys say, you know, when you, the fear comes on, you're going to do the escapism route. I'm going to be, I'm going to take it into my own hands. And mm-hmm. I'm going to push forward and do whatever it takes to help get this happen. So my, my fear can go, go towards wanting to um, not want to fail and not want to miss myself or other people's expectations. And so the way to not do that in the wrong way is to just try to achieve and try to move forward and do whatever it takes and be over-prepared so that I don't fail or I don't let myself down or other people down and that type of a thing. But obviously, whether you're escaping or whether you're trying to achieve, like both of those are going to lead to end results and roads that that we don't want to have it end up to. Mm-hmm. So here's the second question is, what would it look, what would look differently in our life if fear was an invitation to faith. Hmm. So even talk about a little bit more, though maybe a time or an example when you either wanted to go to escape or you wanted to go to achieving or you know those things within fear versus what would it look like to go to faith? And a key verse that Joe's going to talk about this weekend is Psalm 56.3, which is so simple, but it's so profound. It just says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Mm-hmm. So what could... what? Can what does that look like for you guys in those moments of fear to say, man, I'm afraid I'm going to choose to put my trust in you? Yeah, one of uh, a moment that just kind of pops in my head when you ask that question is um, after, uh, well, I guess while Diane and I were evacuating from Hurricane Katrina, um, uh, leaving New Orleans, and we had to head north because east west, both those routes were completely just log jammed with cars. So uh, we went north, and as we were driving uh, north of uh, Lake Pontchartrain and just uh, heading up the interstate, we just like looked at one another, and we really had no idea, you know, what was going to transpire. The thing had just become a Category Five, you know, Sunday night or whatever it was, or Saturday night, and so we were leaving first thing in the morning, and um, and I remember the conversation. Like we looked at each other, and we're just like. The Lord is with us in this. If we lose everything, it's fine. Like we have what's important right here. You and me, we're here together. God's going to provide. He's going to make a way. I mean, it was just, it was kind of like a supernatural. It didn't feel like it was us kind of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, but God really just gave us faith in that moment, if that makes sense. So it didn't feel like it's something that we achieved. It just felt like God really made his presence clear to us in this really scary kind of, you know, we could lose everything that we own mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be gone probably. Yeah. And that we were pretty much resigned to that, that that was going to be the case. And so we were going to have to find a way forward uh, after that. And God was going to have to provide and figure it out for us. So that was, I think that's, even if it's a terrible situation, just knowing it's going to be okay because he's got us, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And so that's, I think, where where it really needs to look. Go for us and what it needs to look like for us as believers is just to trust him, even when it doesn't seem to make sense to mm-hmm. us. Um, so, like when you're talking about that question, like, God, do you not care about me? Mm-hmm. If you cared, you'd change this. Uh, I was reading A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, um, you know, are there questions that God can't answer uh, from? his children. And he's like, well, yes, he can't answer nonsense questions, you know? (laughs) And so uh, some of these questions that we think make a whole lot of sense here and now Mm -hmm. are going to end up being like, you know, what shape is the color yellow or (laughs) uh, what color is a mile? You know, like those are questions that can't be answered because they're not, it's not the right question. They're nonsense questions. And I think that's, 
we'll find in the end that some of these questions like, yes, I cared about you mm -hmm. and you had to go through this mm -hmm. because I cared about you, you know, that kind of thing. I think these questions will make more sense one day. Uh, but right now we don't realize that some of them are nonsense questions. Yep. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I personally, I think about when um, kind of before my son was born and leading up to him and after he was born, just dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear surrounding not only uh, his health, safe delivery, Allie's health, and and then just what in the world to do to keep a child alive. That, yeah. Like just just general fears job. of that's new right. parenting. It's like, how do I that's keep this thing that's alive alive? And before that, it was just like, okay, Lord, this is completely out of my control. It's like, yeah. I'm not an expert in any of these areas. And though I could spin my wheels trying to figure out and learn everything that I could possibly learn about newborn child development, what's normal, what's not normal. Um, at the end of the day, Psalm 131 just really kind of served as a guide for me. Of I, I do not occupy myself with things too great or too marvelous for me, but I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. And that's, that's, that's the posture that I've had to try and take while I still am a worst case scenario kind of thinker, I have to get to a point where even if that worst case scenario happens, kind of like you're talking about, mm -hmm. like, even if we lost everything, it would still be okay. Yeah. And if I can get to that place with the Lord, then the trust will abide even in the midst of the circumstances that cause me fear, whether it's mm -hmm. the health of my son or safe delivery for Allie or yeah. even just now how to raise him well. So that that's something that's been kind of an anchor for me. I know that's a different Psalm than what's on the, the notes, but it's okay. We can have more than one Psalm. All right. It's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> more Psalms is better. Yeah. That bit. sounds good. Cool. Yeah. For, for me and for us, uh, at, Christmas. It wasn't our best Christmas this year. Mm -hmm. uh, we got together as a family with with my family, and my parents sat us down, and they shared some sad news with us. They said that um, they were going to be getting separated for a season and try to work on their marriage and different things, but need to do some things separately before they can come back together. And so in that, obviously, there's like fears that come along of, okay, obviously fear for them and their marriage, but also fear of how is this going to impact all the dynamics within our family? Like, are we going to be able to get together for mm -hmm. future get-togethers and just some of those sweet moments that we've enjoyed? Or fear about, okay, so what's going to happen with my mom? Where is she going to stay? Or my, my sister who's living with them? So it can easily go down that, that trail of thought versus saying, okay, I'm going to pray in this situation that God's going to be the one that's going to work and move in things and then try to discern what what is my role in this? How do I love them well? How am I there just to be a blessing for them? But not go the route of, okay, this is on me to help you know, solve the situation or that type of thing. Just be like, okay, no, God's going to be the one that's going to navigate through this. So I'm going to step into that faith and trust that God loves my parents and their marriage more than I do. Mm -hmm. He's going to, you know, help lead them, guide them, take care of them, especially as they are humble and submit themselves to the Lord and what that needs to look like. So letting God be the one that leads in, in that situation, not trying to take, take control of it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a thing that we're just navigating through as a family and trying yeah. to discern what, what does this look like? So now let's go to our last question. So which step do you need to surrender to Jesus so that you can put your trust in him when you are afraid. So Joe's going to talk about how we need to remember his presence. We need to recognize his power and we need to realign to his purpose. So obviously, I mean, they're all three are, are essential in this. As you look at this, is there maybe one that, that really resonates with you or one that's like, man, that's, that's one that I need to, to grow into, step into, to surrender to Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think for me, it, and I was sharing this a little bit before we started recording, but over the course of my relationship with God, every time I've seen him come through, it expands my categories for what I believe he's able to do Mm -hmm. because I've seen him do it. Um, And some of that is like, well, I didn't have a lot of faith until I saw him actually come through, but it has increased my faith over time because even though I'm hit new situations in life every day, I have seen his power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's not so much the the recognition of his power because I've seen what he's been able to do. It's realigning to, and my understanding of realigning to his purposes and understanding that whatever is happening is actually a part of his long-term plan of whether conforming me to the image of Christ or using my circumstance to help somebody else look more like Jesus and bring him glory. So it's just kind of um, submitting to that. Being okay with that, whatever the outcome is, even though it might be a little unsavory to me sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that's more my bent, the step I need to work through more. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so one thing I would say is with that, uh, sometimes we don't get to see some of the ways that mm-hmm. he would work if that's we true. don't trust him. Yep. And so practicing faith is an opportunity to see more of those things and see how he comes through yep. in those things. Uh, so... I think for some people, faith is a little easier than others, like just trusting God. Yeah. Um, and it can, to the people who are more control oriented, mm-hmm. it can look a little interesting for the people who are a little more trusting of God and almost like, it can almost seem like lax, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just like, it's going to be fine. And that was my tendency as a teenager and kind of a new believer uh, in that point in my life and in, even into college, it's like, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. And my dad, it would just drive him nuts. It would just drive him crazy. But then it was, it was really sweet kind of later on in life. And you know, that I'm not going to say that's persisted the same way, mm-hmm. like becoming a parent and all the responsibilities that go along with that. I think that's, it's made it harder, more of an uphill climb uh, with faith. And I've had to be more proactive with that, but I felt like it came pretty easily as a young man. But uh, I remember my dad just being like, you know what? When we were talking about moving up here, he's like, God's taking care of you at every step. So like, it was basically like, whatever, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got, he's going to take care of you. Like he just, he finally resigned himself to the fact that I wasn't crazy, mm-hmm. you know, for trusting God, all those different places along the way, yeah. you know? Cause he's like, you know, music's never going to be something that you're going to do with your life. And I mean, just down the list, you know, and he just, every one of those things got proven wrong. God just kind of just continued to direct mm-hmm. all of that stuff. He's like, all right, you win. You know, like just kind of, so I think that's, you know, that I'm thankful for that because it did kind of get me some momentum in terms mm-hmm. of just trusting God in those situations and, and then seeing some of those things too that just I didn't expect either. Yeah, and so. that's kind of a cool point too that's kind of wrapped up in that story is that it's not always your own circumstances that can increase your faith, but right. seeing somebody else you know and love yeah. have faith through difficult times. Yeah, absolutely. And that can testify to you and then increase your faith in, in what the Lord can do as well. Yeah, but, and even, even your own life. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I have to look back and be like, okay, look, you trusted God like this yep. back then. Yep. So even though it looks a little more bleak right now, like you have to remember, mm-hmm. like you trusted him and he came through time and time again. Like, so it's not always like in spite of your right. doubt. Yes. Sometimes even when you believed, you know, um, when he comes through, it's like you can encourage yourself almost from your past to now. So yeah, it's just interesting. 
Yeah, I've done those exercises where you kind of write out the timeline of your life and kind mm-hmm. of the highs yeah. and lows yeah. and stuff. And so that's always just cool to see how, whether it was a high or a low, how God was faithful through that mm-hmm. and how God provided people or kind of whatever it took to help you navigate through that that situation. So there's always going to be other things coming up that's going to involve you know suffering and trials and those types of things, but God's always going to be there in the midst of all of it. Yeah, and I think that's that's the one for me to, to answer the question. That <laughs> was remembering his presence. I think there are times mm-hmm. where I can kind of go about uh, dealing with challenges because, again, I just like to take matters into my own hands and just kind of start working and do, you know, um, maybe for different reasons from what you shared, but just like it's just I just want to take care of it and fix it. I'm a fixer, you know. Um, I'm going to fix the problem, and then I'll get like – hours into this thing and be like, I have not acknowledged that like Jesus is in the midst of this with me. I haven't relied on him at all in the midst of this thing. I've really tried to take, do it under my own power rather than recognizing that he's with me and he's got this, you know? So I think that's the the thing I have to remind myself of constantly. So with that. So as I look at this, I, I look at um, step two, the recognizes power mm-hmm. and first uh, Corinthians chapter three, verses six through seven just came to my mind, which said, I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Mm-hmm. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Mm-hmm. So whether it's in parenting or <laughs> leading or my, or uh, with my parents or uh, other relationships going on, trusting that, you know, I'm going to be faithful, whether it's in prayer or loving or those types of things, but ultimately God's going to be one that's going to provide the growth and move in my life and in other people's mm-hmm. lives. And it may not be in the, the timing I want. It may not be the way that I was even hoping for, but trusting that ultimately God's going to be the one that, that does it in his perfect timing and in his perfect way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's on him at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it, it's not on our shoulders. It's on his, and he's got the strength to bear it. Yep. So. Amen. Okay. Any final things you guys want to add before we wrap up today? Nothing. All right. Bill, would you close us in prayer? Yeah. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for just the time to talk and uh, to think about you together and to think about your word together. Lord, we pray that you would grow our faith, that you would give us more faith, help our unbelief uh, in areas where we doubt or struggle. Um, help us to just trust you more day by day, moment by moment, and to follow after you. Uh, Lord, make us men of faith. Uh, and make our church body men and women of faith who trust you with all that they are and see you work in amazing ways, uh, if only to just show that you are with us in the midst of very difficult situations and you will walk with us as we endure. Uh, Lord, have your way in each one of us uh, as you direct our steps, as you lead us and guide us, as uh, you lead us into your will. Uh, Make us people who are more and more like Jesus and who reflect him to the world around us. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Okay, church family, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We look forward to seeing you all next time.